Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 25, Texts 11 through 18. Devahuti concludes her initial inquiries. And Lord Kapila begins instructing his mother. Text 11. Devahuti continued. I have taken shelter of your lotus feet, because you are the only person of whom to take shelter. You are the axe which can cut the tree of material existence. I therefore offer my obeisances unto you, who are the greatest of all transcendentalists, and I inquire from you as to the relationship between man and woman, and between spirit and matter. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Sankhya philosophy, as is well known, deals with Prakriti and Purusha. Purusha is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or anyone who imitates the Supreme Personality of Godhead as an enjoyer. And Prakriti means nature. In this material world, material nature is being exploited by the Purushas, or the living entities. The intricacies in the material world of the relationship of the Prakriti and Purusha, or the enjoyed and the enjoyer, is called samsara, or material entanglement. Devahuti wanted to cut the tree of material entanglement, and she found the suitable weapon in Kapilamuni. The tree of material existence is explained in the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita as an asthata tree whose root is upwards and whose branches are downwards. It is recommended there that one has to cut the root of this material existential tree with the axe of detachment. What is the attachment? The attachment involves prakriti and purusha. The living entities are trying to lord it over material nature. Since the conditioned soul takes material nature to be the object of his enjoyment, and he takes the position of the enjoyer, he is therefore called Purusha. Devahuti questioned Kapila Muni, for she knew that only he could cut her attachment to this material world. The living entities, in the guises of men and women, are trying to enjoy the material energy. Therefore, in one sense, everyone is Purusha, because Purusha means enjoyer, and Prakriti means enjoyed. In this material world, both the so-called man and so-called woman are imitating the real Purusha. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually the enjoyer in the transcendental sense, whereas all others are Prakriti. The living entities are considered Prakriti. In Bhagavad Gita, matter is analyzed as apara, 
or inferior nature. Whereas beyond this inferior nature, there is another superior nature, the living entities. Living entities are also prakriti or enjoyed. But under the spell of maya, the living entities are falsely trying to take the position of enjoyers. That is the cause of samsara bandha, or conditioned life. Devahuti wanted to get out of conditioned life and place herself in full surrender. The Lord is Sharanya, which means the only worthy personality to whom one can fully surrender, because he is full of all opulences. If one actually wants relief, the best course is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord is also described here as Saddharma Vidam Varistam. This indicates that of all transcendental occupations, the best occupation is eternal loving service under the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Dharma is sometimes translated as religion, but that is not exactly the meaning. Dharma actually means that which one cannot give up, that which is inseparable from one's self. The warmth of fire is inseparable from fire. Therefore, warmth is called the dharma or nature of fire. Similarly, sad-dharma means eternal occupation. That eternal occupation is engagement in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. The purpose of Kapiladev's Sankhya philosophy is to propagate pure, uncontaminated devotional service. And therefore he is addressed here as the most important personality amongst those who know the transcendental occupation of the living entity. Text 12. Maitreya said, After hearing of his mother's uncontaminated desire for transcendental realization, the Lord thanked her within himself for her questions, and thus, his face smiling, he explained the path of the transcendentalists who are interested in self-realization. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti has surrendered her confession of material entanglement and her desire to gain release. Her questions to Kapila Muni are very interesting for persons who are actually trying to get liberation from material entanglement and attain the perfectional stage of human life. Unless one is interested in understanding his spiritual life, or his constitutional position, and unless he also feels inconvenience in material existence, his human form of life is spoiled. One who does not care for these transcendental necessities of life and simply engages, like an animal, in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating, has spoiled his life.
Lord Kapila was very much satisfied by his mother's questions because the answers stimulate one's desire for liberation from the conditional life of material existence. Such questions are called apavarga vardhanam. Those who have actual spiritual interest are called sat, or devotees. Satam prasangat. Sat means that which eternally exists. And asat means that which is not eternal. Unless one is situated on the spiritual platform, he is not sat, he is asat. The asat stands on the platform which will not exist. But anyone who stands on the spiritual platform will exist eternally. As spirit soul, everyone exists eternally. But the asat has accepted the material world as his shelter, and therefore he is full of anxiety. Asad grahan, the incompatible situation of the spirit soul, who has the false idea of enjoying matter, is the cause of the soul's being asat. Actually, the spirit soul is not asat. As soon as one is conscious of this fact and takes to Krishna consciousness, he becomes sat. Satam gatihi, the path of the eternal, is very interesting to persons who are after liberation. And his lordship, Kapila, began to speak about that path. Text 13. The Personality of Godhead answered. The yoga system, which relates to the Lord and the individual soul, which is meant for the ultimate benefit of the living entity, and which causes detachment from all happiness and distress in the material world, is the highest yoga system. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In the material world, everyone is trying to get some material happiness. But as soon as we get some material happiness, there is also material distress. In the material world, one cannot have unadulterated happiness. Any kind of happiness one has is contaminated by distress also. For example, if we want to drink milk, then we have to bother to maintain a cow and keep her fit to supply milk. Drinking milk is very nice. It is also pleasure. But for the sake of drinking milk, one has to accept so much trouble. The yoga system, as stated here by the Lord, is meant to end all material happiness and material distress. The best yoga, as taught in the Bhagavad Gita by Krishna, is bhakti yoga. It is also mentioned in the Gita that one should try to be tolerant and not be disturbed by material happiness or distress. Of course, one may say that he is not disturbed by material happiness, but he does not know that just after one enjoys so-called material happiness, material distress will follow. This is the law of the material world. Lord Kapila states that the yoga system is the science of the spirit, 
One practices yoga in order to attain perfection on that spiritual platform. There is no question of material happiness and distress. It is transcendental. Lord Kapila will eventually explain how it is transcendental, but the preliminary introduction is given here. Text 14 O Most Pious Mother, I shall now explain unto you the ancient yoga system, which I explained formerly to the great sages. It is serviceable and practical in every way. Report by Srila Prabhupada The Lord does not manufacture a new system of yoga. Sometimes it is claimed that someone has become an incarnation of God and is expounding a new theological aspect of the absolute truth. But here we find that although Kapila Muni is the Lord himself and is capable of manufacturing a new doctrine for his mother, he nevertheless says, I shall just explain the ancient system which I once explained to the great sages, because they were also anxious to hear about it. When we have a super-excellent process already present in the Vedic scriptures, there is no need to concoct a new system to mislead the innocent public. At present, it has become a fashion to reject the standard system and present something bogus in the name of a newly invented process of yoga. Text 15. The stage in which the consciousness of the living entity is attracted by the three modes of material nature is called conditioned life. But when that same consciousness is attracted to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one is situated in the consciousness of liberation. Purport there is a distinction here between Krishna consciousness and Maya consciousness. Gonesu, or Maya consciousness, involves attachment to the three modes of material nature, under which one works sometimes in goodness and knowledge, sometimes in passion, and sometimes in ignorance. These different qualitative activities with the center of attachment for material enjoyment. These different qualitative activities, with the central attachment for material enjoyment, are the cause of one's conditional life. When the same chetaha or consciousness is transferred to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, or when one becomes Krishna conscious, he is on the path of liberation. Text 16. When one is completely cleansed of the impurities of lust and greed, produced from the false identification of the body as I and bodily possessions as mine, one's mind becomes purified 
In that pure state, he transcends the stage of so-called material happiness and distress. Report by Srila Prabhupada Kama and Loba are the symptoms of material existence. Everyone always desires to possess something. It is said here that desire and greed are the products of false identification of oneself with the body. When one becomes freed from this contamination, then his mind and consciousness also become freed and attain their original state. Mind, consciousness, and the living entity exist. Whenever we speak of the living entity, this includes the mind and consciousness. The difference between conditional life and liberated life occurs when we purify the mind and consciousness. When they are purified, one becomes transcendental to material happiness and distress. In the beginning, Lord Kapila has said that the perfect yoga enables one to transcend the platform of material distress and happiness. How this can be done is explained here. One has to purify his mind and consciousness. This can be done by the bhakti yoga system. As explained in the Narada Pancharatra, one's mind and senses should be purified. Tatparatvena nirmalam. One's senses must be engaged in devotional service to the Lord. That is the process. The mind must have some engagement. One cannot make the mind vacant. Of course, there are some foolish attempts to try to make the mind vacant or void, but that is not possible. The only process that will purify the mind is to engage it in Krishna. The mind must be engaged. If we engage our mind in Krishna, naturally consciousness becomes fully purified, and there is no chance of the entrance of material desire and greed. Text 17 At that time, the soul can see himself to be transcendental to material existence, and always self-effulgent, never fragmented, although very minute in size. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda In the state of pure consciousness, or Krishna consciousness, one can see himself as a minute particle non-different from the Supreme Lord. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the jiva, or the individual soul, is eternally part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. Just as the sun rays are minute particles of the brilliant constitution of the sun, so a living entity is a minute particle of the Supreme Spirit. The individual soul and the Supreme Lord are not separated as in material differentiation. The individual soul is a particle from the very beginning. One should not think that because the individual soul is a particle, 
it is fragmented from the whole spirit. Mayavad philosophy enunciates that the whole spirit exists, but a part of it, which is called the jiva, is entrapped by illusion. This philosophy, however, is unacceptable because spirit cannot be divided like a fragment of matter. That part, the jiva, is eternally a part. As long as the Supreme Spirit exists, his part and parcel also exists. As long as the sun exists, the molecules of the sun's rays also exist. The jiva particle is estimated in the Vedic literature to be one ten thousandth the size of the upper portion of a hair. It is therefore infinitesimal. The Supreme Spirit is infinite, but the living entity, or the individual soul, is infinitesimal, although it is not different in quality from the Supreme Spirit. Two words used in this verse are to be particularly noted. One is nirantaram, which means non-different or of the same quality. The individual soul is also expressed here as animanam. Animanam means infinitesimal. The Supreme Spirit is all-pervading, but the very small spirit is the individual soul. Akonditam means not exactly fragmented, but constitutionally always infinitesimal. No one can separate the molecular parts of the sunshine from the sun. But at the same time, the molecular part of the sunshine is not as expansive as the sun itself. Similarly, the living entity, by his constitutional position, is qualitatively the same as the Supreme Spirit, but he is infinitesimal. Text 18. In that position of self-realization, by practice of knowledge and renunciation in devotional service, one sees everything in the right perspective. He becomes indifferent to material existence, and the material influence acts less powerfully upon him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. As the contamination of germs of a particular disease can influence a weaker person, similarly the influence of material nature, or illusory energy, can act on the weaker or conditioned soul, but not the liberated soul. Self-realization is the position of the liberated state. One understands his constitutional position, by knowledge and vairagya, renunciation. Without knowledge, one cannot have realization. The realization that one is an infinitesimal part and parcel of the Supreme Spirit makes him unattached to material conditional life. That is the beginning of devotional service. Unless one is liberated from material contamination, 
one cannot engage himself in the devotional service of the Lord. In this verse, it is therefore stated, jnana vairagya yuktena. When one is in full knowledge of one's constitutional position and is in the renounced order of life, detached from material attraction, then, by pure devotional service, bhakti yuktena, he can engage himself as a loving servant of the Lord. Paripasyati means that he can see everything in its right perspective. Then, the influence of material nature becomes almost nil. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Brahmabhuta prasanatma. When one is self-realized, he becomes happy and freed from the influence of material nature. And at that time, he is freed from lamentation and hankering. The Lord states that position as madhbhaktim labate param, the real state of beginning devotional service. Similarly, it is confirmed in the Narada Pancharatra that when the senses are purified, they can be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. One who is attached to material contamination cannot be a devotee.